today we're going to speak to you guys about what self-esteem is. And I think to start it off, I'm going to give you guys a definition of what it is. And it's confidence in one's worth or abilities or our self-respect for ourselves. Nice. I think uh, self-esteem as in, um, as in general, I think you can say, and it's not a big deal on guys, I, I guess. I mean, I mean, I feel like I have a pretty high self-esteem and I'm, you know, not that great looking and I'm kind of <laughs> overweight, but yeah, in my head, you know, I'm 6'5", 250 pounds, just like LeBron. But, um, <laughs> but I, I think, you know, speaking in a more spiritual sense, I feel like uh, since God has created us in his, in, his, in his image, I feel like that's the way you should look at yourself. And your self-esteem is so important because if you believe that you are less than what you are born to be, then you will only achieve less, right? Um, and it's funny because it also works the opposite. If you are born with less but think you can achieve more, you'll end up achieving more. So honestly, I, 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 this, is, this is with everybody. Look, look at David. He had less, achieved more than his brothers that had more. Look at um, who else? Um, give me another one. Uh, S- Samuel. Mm-hmm. Samuel didn't have it. Uh, uh, didn't have like a mother. He was with. Uh, he was with the, with the with the prophet. And what happened? He achieved more. So yeah, I mean, I think it's self esteem is, is very important for for our lives and for everybody in the youth. I agree, and I think what you were saying and what Mel was saying is, who do you think like how it has to do with how you believe you are and what you are. So. I, I look at Psalms 139 verses 13 through 14 and it says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, and this is the important part, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My my soul knows it very well. And I think a lot of people have the issue, and I think everybody goes through that at some point in their lives, whether you have high, I mean, sometimes you have way too high of a self-esteem. I think we think self-esteem is a, a, an issue of having a low self-esteem. Sometimes it's having a way too high self-esteem of yourself as well. You yeah. need to have a balance between both of those issues. And so I think if you were dealing or were struggling with the issue of self-esteem, it has to do with something more inward. How is your soul handling the situation? How is your soul, how, how is it? Is it seeking God? Or is it seeking the approval of the world, right? And if our soul knows that we are gods, and like you said, Danny, we are made in the image of God, because Genesis talks about that in 127, that he created us in his image. If we have that belief, if we have that fundamental truth in our heart, then we can truly believe also what Psalms 139 says, where we are wonderfully and fearfully made. God made us exactly who he wants us to be. And I think that's something that we need to understand at a young age. Hopefully we can. I think uh, Melanie wanted to say something. Um, I feel like with today and time, since social media is like such a big thing for us, that's kind of where we get like our low self-esteem. That's kind of where we start off just because we're like, we're being like fed all these pictures of like, oh, like I'm in Hawaii. I can buy this like thousand dollar jacket, stuff like that. And it's like, we tend to forget that social media, it's all like a fabrication. Like none of it is real. They just show us what they want us to see when in reality this person can be like the saddest person in the world. And I think that we just forget that it's not really like, does that really matter at the end of it when we have so much like greater things planned for us? Right. And, and I think social media affects, you said it's fake, right? So a lot of that stuff is fake mm-hmm. because you're putting on an appearance, 
right? And Danny, you brought up David. And you also brought up Samuel. And so, you know, Samuel is the one that anointed David king. And so it brought back the story of what God really cares about and what he looks at. And when Samuel was going to go anoint the new king of Israel, yep. right, in 1 Samuel 16, 7. So he goes, in, and if you know the story, he goes through the whole series of all of David's brothers until they finally remember, like, wait, David's out in the field somewhere by himself, and he's not even that great. So God, God says the following to Samuel when he's going to, he thinks he's going to anoint his older brother as the king. He says, but the Lord told, said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or the height of his stature because I have rejected him. I'm talking about the first brother. And he says, for the Lord sees not as a man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. So really what matters to God is not the appearance, what we appear to have on social media, on Instagram, on our outward appearance, how we dress, the cars we have, the houses we have, the, the things that we, the physical things that we have, but he looks at our heart. How is our heart? Is our heart after the heart of God? And that's why God approved of David, because David was a man after the God of heart, after God's heart. And, and he just, God just overlooked the outward appearance or stature or strength. I, Dude, honestly, you hit it right on the nose with, with David. David was not all that, guys. I, you have to understand that. I almost see him like a short guy. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> the Bible doesn't say he was short, but I almost see him like a short guy, you know, regular brown-eyed Latino guy mm -hmm. that was out there working. And yet he had he knew who he was. But I think the reason that a lot of people are having trouble with self-esteem, and I, when I say people, I say youth, is because of their lack of parenting. And... And I don't want to say that you have bad parents, even though, you, even though you, you have parents. I'm just saying we have to see that our parents are never going to be perfect. We have to understand that our parents are going to have faults, so, so their parenting is faulty. But when we accept our, par our parents' teachings and we accept God's teachings, that teaching becomes perfect. You see what I'm saying? It's not, it's not um, for example, can you live without parenting, your parents' parenting? And only the Bible and only God's parenting? Yes. But can you only live with your parents' parenting? No. Because it's faulty. God's parenting isn't. That's why you can see David. Look at David. Um, talking about David, look at his self-esteem. He goes up mm -hmm. and his dad goes, hey, take food for your older brothers because they're in war. So he goes there and he sees this huge guy, which is Goliath, and he goes, hey, who's going to fight me? Which one of you guys is going to fight me? I'm paraphrasing it for you. Right. I'm making it fun for you guys. <laughs> and, and then he looks at him. Listen, he almost feels... Like disdain, he's like, who, who does this guy think he's talking about? And he goes around and goes, hey, um, who's gonna fight him? And his brother goes, no, no sh sh David, be quiet, you always want to make trouble. And he goes, dude, who's gonna fight him? I'm not saying anything to you. Who's gonna fight him? He goes up all the way to King Saul and goes, who is gonna fight him? And he goes, oh, you know, he's been talking this whole time. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, let me fight him. And then Saul says, no, no. Don't go fighting because he, he's too big for you. And then he comes up and says, wait, you weren't there when I fought the bear. You weren't there when I fought the lion. And yet, if God saved me from that, from those, he will save me from this and as well. So you see his self-esteem because of the teachings of God. The self-esteem was off, like not off, but through the roof because he knew who he was. And I feel like the reason why um, David was able to... Um conquered Goliath was because either your self-esteem, either you feed your flesh, mm -hmm. with, which is your own, you know, desires, mm -hmm. or your spirit. And David was able to defeat Goliath because he knew who was backing him up. 
which was God. He knew God, you know, was going to hold his hand throughout the whole thing, and he was able to, you know, defeat Goliath. Imagine if David was, you know, had gone, but with a, you could say, fleshly self-esteem. Like, oh, don't worry, guys, I got this. I felt like he would say, I kind of got this, guys. Yeah, you know, kind of. Hold, hold me back a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know I, mean, I felt yeah. like he would have died, you know. Goliath would have, like, killed him, and murdered if you, him. And if you notice, he doesn't rely on Saul's armor. Yeah. Because Saul goes, mm. okay, put in my, my armor. And then he goes, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. I'm not going to go through this your way. I'm going to go through this the way God wants me to do it. And how did he beat him? The craziest thing, stone to the head, killed him, and then he was able to rip off his head. <laughs> not rip <laughs> off, but you know what I mean, right? The, uh, like, um, cut it off. And I'm, I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, dude, this guy... This guy knew. For example, I'm going to give us another one, David. He wanted to marry Saul's daughter. Mm. And he goes, uh, what can I do to marry your daughter? And he goes, okay, bring me um, 200, how do I say this? Uh, oh, foreskins. Yeah, foreskins. So if you guys don't know what that is, it's the man's private part. And I know it's funny and everything. You're like, oh my God, what are you talking about this? But keep in mind how hard it is to take this from a guy. I mean, you're going to fight, new, you know, Tooth and nail till the death. So he had to kill 200 people, take off the foreskin, and then take it back. He came back with double, if I'm not wrong, right? right? He right. came back with double the amount. Meaning that the amount of self-esteem that he had was, like I said, exactly what we're supposed to have. Melanie, you have something to say? Um, I kind of wanted to, well, I don't know if Sam has something to say well, still on this part. I feel like once you know, once you see yourself, how God sees you, I feel like everything else should just slide off of you. You know, because if you're constantly worrying, worrying about what, like, like what other people think, think of you, then you're never going to get anywhere. I agree. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, tying with what Sam said, we, and, like, with the social media part, we compare ourselves and what we have and don't have to what people do have. And I think it's just, like, so obviously, like, unhealthy because we don't see our true potential and like our true value like God sees when literally God can like peek into our hearts and see so many things that we're not even aware that we have. And so like so much potential that we don't even know we have when it's like he made us a certain way. And I don't think, well, I know that God wouldn't make someone like ugly on purpose or like bad on purpose. So I think we just have to think of it like when we compare ourselves that God made us the way we are. There's a reason why you have short hair, black hair, purple hair, whatever it is. Like, there's a reason for everything. And I don't think God would do it so that we would compare ourselves and be like, oh, I'm ugly compared to this person. And I think so everybody understands outside just what you said. Mm -hmm. I don't think God sees us in our, I think, okay, hold on. Let me, let me rephrase this. God sees us in our stages, but God doesn't see you as the, you know, pre, you know, 18, 16, 17-year-old kid that's not sure of what they want, that, you know, kind of has, like, half a hair, <laughs> you know, and doesn't understand what a haircut is, you know? <laughs> like, like, like he doesn't see you like this. He sees you as what you will be. So he sees that man, that apostle, that prophet, that, that whatever that leader is, he sees in you. The point is, are you willing to believe it in you? I think that's the number one question here. Are you willing... To uh, to believe what God sees in you, and you and when you're talking about being able to see what God sees in us, right? Like it, that comes with maturity too, because the, the verse of First Corinthians thirteen it ends by saying that 
right now we only see as if we look into a mirror. We only think we know who we are. But when we reach a level of maturity, then we're truly, we can truly know as we were known. Meaning we can truly then know how God sees us. Now, we, 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 we have to grow up and essentially start trying to adorn ourselves externally. We have to focus on building our hearts and putting God on the throne, on the throne of our hearts so that he can show us how he sees us. Right? It goes back to like the perfect will when you're planning your life. It goes to I, a lot of people in, in their young age are trying to figure out who am I? Not only what do I want to do, but who am I? And they turn to Instagram influencers who are just faking it on Instagram as opposed to turning to God and be like, you know what, God, on, on top of you showing me what I need to do by your will, show me who you say I am. Show me how you see me. And you, you, quit, you come to learn with maturity that God doesn't see you externally. He sees you doing good deeds. He sees you loving his law, his word. He sees you seeking him in the, in the secret, right? Uh, and that's what God really cares about the heart. I was going to say, Eric, that you're mentioning this. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of Daniel again. Mm -hmm. um, he was, uh, when he was taken captive to Babylon, the first thing that they did was educate him. They gave him a whole bunch of things that he should learn. They made him educated. And then what did they do? They offered him awesome things, like eat from the king's banquet. That's incredible, right? Like, imagine they told you, oh, come eat at the president's house. Would you give it up? No, I didn't Probably go to not, the president's yeah. house and eat, right? And then they tried to change his name. So the world is coming and they're coming for an identity for our identity in ways that are not easy to see. The only way we can come and, and see this is when we have a close relationship with with Christ, which is what Daniel had. He was in constant communication with him what, three times a day. He would pray. Right. You know, I to be honest, I forget. I have a hard time. I have to push myself. I have to fight with myself in order to see God. It's not something that just comes supernaturally, you know. So, yeah, I think that the world is out to get us and out to get our identity. And on top of that, you could say, like, as Danny was saying in the beginning, like, girls have a harder time. And absolutely, sometimes we get our heart broken. That's it. All our self-esteem is down the drain. And it, it's it's crappy. It's it's not a good place. But when we understand who we are in Christ, when we understand that where we see ugly, he sees beautiful. Where we see pain, he sees freedom. You know, where he, you know, wherever we see something negative, he sees awesomeness even um it makes me feel so happy when when i feel like i am not worthy where i'm useless and god sees a vessel of honor that to me is you know incredible like how can my identity be conflicted when a god like that loves me yeah and then sometimes we fall and then heartbreak is one of those because we fall when we're, our hearts are broken and we're just like ah. Eh. Why do I want to keep going, right? Or maybe something else, maybe something you had a failure at school or maybe you had a failure with your parents or falling out with your parents. But the Bible reminds us that the just, they can fall, but God will lift them up. The Bible also says, um, even if your mother and father shall leave you, mm -hmm. I shall pick you up. So like I said, like you just said, right? If Even if even if anybody, everybody leaves you or you feel like your self-esteem or you get your heart broken, God is there. I wanted to tell you guys one more person um, that had a horrible self-esteem, not good, but in a bad way, was Moses. If you guys go to Exodus 3, that's when the burning bush said, and it says, uh, and then he said, um, let me see, hold on. And it said, then this is this is Moses speaking. He says, and he said, I'll be with you in this, uh, oh my God. And it says, and Moses said to God, behold, when I come to the sons of Israel, and I shall say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they shall say to me, what is his name? Then what I should say to them? And God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he says, so you shall say the sons of Israel, Israel, I am, has sent me to you. And that's almost like a tongue twister, right? Like, <laughs> I am. How is God I am? 
And the reason why God tells Moses, I am, is because he is us. If we make God us, then when people see us, they're going to see who? God. God. You see what I'm saying? And and, th- and that's why God is almighty and all wisdom, and he has all the wisdom because he understood that. So he goes, listen, when you go up there and you say something, guess what's going to happen? Exactly what you said. Therefore, we almost like are like the vessels that carry God's power. Meaning that Moses here was so bad in his self-esteem that he said, oh, I can't speak, I can't speak, you know. I'm a, how do you say that? He, he stutters. He's, yeah. he's, he stuttered. Yeah. So you know what God said? Oh, you don't want to talk? Okay, fine, I'll give it to Aaron. Aaron. No. Um, <laughs> I took, what do you say? How do you say it? Aaron? Aaron. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron, he said, I'll, I'll give it to your brother. And now he lost that blessing, guys. And that's why I want to tell you guys that if your self-esteem is too low, for example, I was telling the, the, the older people the today. Preaching today. The, the preaching today, exactly what I said. If you say, oh, Danny, I want to be, you know, the pianist of, of, of the church. Dude, the crown is there for the taking. If you, oh, I want to be the, the lead singer of the church. It's there. Oh, I want to be the next bassist. We need bassists. So, yeah. But if only, if all you do is learn how to play, but are not willing to come and learn how to worship with your instrument and put a smile on. You know, sometimes we play and we're like, with the neck, the, just like, like if you're having like a pain in your life. And I'm like, well, that's not what God wants from you. God wants you guys to enjoy it. You know, I always tell the kids that, that play with us, he goes, I'd rather you mess up and feel the music and feel the worship than you just being praying perfectly and just be like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, God needs a little bit more from us. God needs, God needs violent people. And I'm not speaking about, you know, going out and punching <laughs> people, but I'm talking about people that are willing to rip crowns off people's hands. Oh, you don't want it, Sam? Ooh, don't even get it close to me because I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Oh, you don't want to sing, Melanie? Perfect. I'm going to take it. Oh, you don't want to do this, Eric? Perfect. Careful because mm-hmm. I'm going to take it. If you're close to me, I will take it. Melanie, you've been too quiet. Oh. Tell me something. <laughs> so I was actually discussing with Deb a couple of days ago, and we were talking about how um, God doesn't call those who are capable. He calls those who, like, just to, like, show them that they are, how do I put this, like, not that they are capable, but they're like they can do it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he makes uncapable capable. Yeah, there yeah. you go, perfect. And it's like we're so like low in self esteem that we forget that if we like try and like take action and do like the fifty with like God, like the fifty fifty, then we're obviously gonna get places. If that makes sense, I never did. What you're talking about, he uses the people that are weak. First Corinthians one twenty seven talks about that. But God chose the foolish thing, things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. And there was a, there's another there's another passage in the Bible where, where Jesus is talking to the God and he says, "Thank you, Father, for you've hidden these things from the wise and the older, and you've given it to the little ones, to the children." So essentially, God uses sometimes the broken vessels. No, actually, he uses the broken vessels a lot more than he does the other vessels. Yeah, because yeah. if not, your glory goes away from him. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because there's people that, that are glorious and is being used by God but because they understand that it's not because of them. They're right. humble. They understand it's not their doing, but it's God's doing. It's God's glory. It's God's... Everything that God does is because of him. When I was younger... um. If I can tell you guys one of my stories, I was, I was always like kind of like overlooked. I, I think I was all overlooked not because of, of what's it called my, um, like of who I was, but I was over, I was overlooked because I never took anything seriously. 
And dude, now I feel like God chooses me over and over and over and over again. And I'm like, God, why now? And he goes, and then he tells me with the Bible and he talks to me and he goes, oh, because nobody gave a single cent for you before. Nobody ever thought you would be preaching. Nobody ever thought you would be playing this way. Nobody ever thought you would be a leader. And I'm like, okay. So uh, last time, um, last time we were when we were choosing the the, the youth's name, I, I chose Redeem because when I when I got to the youth, it was it was it was horrible. It was it was just like a bad bad a bad spot to be in. And God told me, let the redeem redeem other people. And that's when it hit me. And I was like, there you go. In order for you to redeem, you need to be yourself redeemed. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 and that's, that happens with the, with the whole self-esteem. And I feel like I'm preaching again. I don't want to preach again. Please take my mic away. Danny, I was going to say that that's exactly what you were just saying before, right? That we are ambassadors of Christ. So what we are showing when we show who we are is really who he is. And it's beautiful that you say that. Only the redeemed can redeem, right? Because as ambassadors, we show what, we've, um, what God has done in us. Go, go, go. I, it, it is, there was a top. There was a. There's a point that you mentioned earlier about how when people try to exalt themselves, you, you have to be humble, right? And and so the word talks about those who humble themselves. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled, but those who humble themselves will be exalted, right? So we have to learn to humble ourselves, to stay humble. And once God exalts us, we are required to even be more humble. Because the higher we go, the harder we fall, right? And people are like, okay, like, okay, maybe you have this whole, like, deep desire, secret desire of being a pastor or a prophet or apostle, <laughs> one of the five ministries. First of all, that's a hard calling. It looks nice, but it's a, it's it's a battle. Yeah. It's a difficult battle. But once you make it, it's like, okay, now I made it. I'm a pastor. All right, I'm going to chill. Like, I'm just going to chill. Like, uh, how about you, like you were saying, step up and keep, keep stay at the plate because someone else can come and take your crown. And, and honestly... Just, just so you guys understand how God works and, and exactly what you said. Honestly, when when God is looking for people to use and God's people looking to pour His glory on, He usually, He usually gets the people that are bad. I'm gonna tell you guys another reason why. I don't know if I just changed the subject completely, oh. but there was a little a little kid yelling around here, and I was like, <laughs> "What's going on?" But um, <laughs> the reason why, for example, I I always think, God, why why would you use Jacob? Mm. Jacob stole a right. blessing. Like imagine stealing a blessing. It's like you saying, just check this out. It's like saying you stole the ofrendas and God blessed you with them. Shocker. Shocker, right? It's um, but plot twist. I understood. <laughs> plot twist. I understood in the same verse where it says, Go and gather the elders of Israel and say to them, Jehovah the God of your fathers has appeared to me. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And as we know, Jacob, Jacob's name was changed to Israel mm-hmm. after God touched him. Right. So it's funny how God chooses the name Jacob as in saying, I chose you and I will say Jacob as in saying the old Danny, the old Melanie, the old, uh, the, the old um, Sam. He chooses the people that are worse and he chooses the people that are bad because he's, he's not ashamed of showing who you were before. Like he goes, oh yeah, yeah, Danny used to say, I was a tremendous potty mouth in case you guys didn't know. <laughs> But I still love them, and I stand by that, and I stand by who he is now and before. So if God is not embarrassed of you, why should you be embarrassed of yourself? Why should your self-esteem be low if he, he wants to project you? I said this last time on, um, on the take two. I don't, 
I don't think um, it's out yet, but it will be. Why would why would God want to hide you? Why would God want to put you under a rock? That's, uh, what is it? The city on a hill cannot be hidden. <laughs> That's exactly it. The thing is that the people that kill the the how do you call that um the priesthood mm-hmm. is ourselves. We're the ones that are hiding. We are the ones that are are going behind the stone. We're hiding behind. Oh, oh I'm gonna hide behind Danny because he he he's used to this. And I'm like, no, 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 come out, come out because I'm getting older. And you guys gotta come out. You guys gotta come out. You guys gotta preach. You guys gotta you gotta you gotta pull the old generation. Yeah, and and that comes to us remembering what First Peter two nine says, right? It says, "But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for His own possession, and that you may proclaim the excellences of Him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light." So we have to remember that God chose us. He has a purpose for us. Not only that, but we're priests and kings. And what the world is trying to do, and uh, Deb was saying this, and so was Mel, that what the world is trying to do is to replace that purpose, to replace what God has called us to be. And you know why? Because he's trying to destroy the future generations. He's trying to destroy the current generation so they forget their calling, so they forget who they are, so that the future generations may not come to know who Christ is. And that's a dangerous time we're living in. And that's why Instagram... Instagram, social media, great. But use it wisely. Don't use it to influence your identity. Use it, you know, to be with friends and talk to friends. But don't use it to identi- create your identity and to figure out who you are because that's the enemy's way, in the slick way, in the murky waters, as we talked to one of the other podcasts, to try to confuse not only your generation, but the future generations to come. I feel like um, there's, a, there's a saying that says, um, it's easier said than done. You know, it's so easy to say, oh, you know, don't think, you know, so lower yourself. Don't look at yourself that way. God sees you as, you know, he sees you like 10 years from now, you know, and stuff like that. And me growing up, I always struggled with my self-image. You know, as a self-esteem is, you know, how you look at yourself. And self-esteem, you know, like your childhood, who you grew up around, you know, media, TV, you know, they portray something you're not mm-hmm. you know and me me growing up you know i was always because they bullied made fun of oh sam you're overweight oh sam you're fat oh this and that that's why i picked up working out i picked it up because i'm like oh if i work out if i put a little muscle on if i you know do this do that i'll be i'll feel accepted you know and that was me growing up i always wanted to i guess feel some type of acceptance mm-hmm. But I never really found it, you know, until, you know, like you guys are saying, you know, until you see yourself as the way God sees you. And now, you know, I mean, I work out, but to feel good about myself. Before high school, I worked out because literally I wanted girls drooling over me, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> literally, that's what I wanted. Right. And it got to the point where literally I achieved that. You know, nice body, six pack, everything. Girls were like all over me. And I wasn't really satisfied, you know? And, um, you know, like I said, it always goes back to either said and done. It came to a point where I was like, you know, does God really see me this way? And, well, yeah, like I said, now I work out to feel good about myself. I, I, I learned to see myself through God's eyes. 
and, and that's the point, right? And that's yeah. the point. Yeah, I, that's I, the I, point. I, um, I kind of have a verse, just that I wanted to use it towards the end, just because it's like a beautiful verse, and it's Song of Songs four seven, and it says, "My darling, you are beautiful all over. Every part of you is perfect." And I think that that, I feel like, well, for me, I also dealt a lot with like self esteem, and what helped was like going into the mirror, tell yourself, like, three good things, and then do that every day just to, like, fake it till you make it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that this verse also helped me a lot with, like, seeing, like, it's not how I see myself, but how he sees me and how he made me, and I just thought that was beautiful. Danny, I was going to say that um, Paul in Romans 8, 38, I love his confidence when he says this, so I'm going to read it to you guys. For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, which I think is absolutely amazing and beautiful. And the way that uh, if you if you guys read the Corinth, which we did with the, the youth, and you see Paul's confidence, even when others would want to speak um, or take his place, you know what he would say? He'd be like, it's okay as long as they're sharing the word of God. And that shows that he understands so much who he is in God that any other person um, trying to, I guess, go against that, there, there's, no way to, there's no way to break it because when you understand your identity in Christ, you cannot be moved. And, and once you that once you once you understand your identity in Christ, you have to maintain that identity in Christ, right? Going back to what we're talking about, once maybe you were exalted by God, you have to remain there and continue to be humble. Once you find out who God is, how God sees you, it's important to continue renewing that knowledge, right? Like you can't just like find it and be like, okay, I've made it and I, I'm good and I'm just chilling out. But yeah, no, continue to seek God, continue to grow, right? Continue to prosper. You know, continue to grow in the spirit and so forth. Yeah, it's, a, it's a constant battle, you know. I agree. It's a battle that never stops. Uh, guys, we've reached our time. And uh, I want to tell you guys that with your self-esteem and your and everything that you're struggling with, I want to tell you guys that there's better days coming in the horizon. There's better days coming in into our life. I just want to let you guys know to be patient. Look at yourself in the different eyes, in the eyes of God, in the eyes of somebody that's higher than you. That's what, that's what the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, that he has bigger plans for us. Therefore, through his eyes, you'll see the true self. Guys, follow us on Instagram at Redeem, at Redeem LA. Like always, I forget, at Redeem LA. <laughs> and, uh, you know, here are IGTVs. See you guys later. Take care.